guys are speaking numbers, you guys are speaking big idea, and then people want to go into the minutiae and the details of every single case. And that and and the viewpoint is just different. Like it's just two polar opposite not polar opposite. It's just different viewpoints. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate you breaking all that down. I, I just don't know what it costs you. What does it cost you that people are wearing T-shirts with Breonna Taylor's name on it and people are putting hashtag Breonna Taylor up and people are demanding that what we all agree was wrong be corrected? What does it cost you? Why does it, why is it leading you to need to go online and contradict it? Why? What does it matter? What do any of those things really matter? Here's the thing. Even if you're like, I just don't really care. Just don't see it. I mean, I know I should care, but I don't care. I'm sorry. Why is it that not enough? Why do you have to escalate it to not only do I not care, but I'm going to go on and be an active aggravator. Right. I'm going to be an active frustrator. I'm going to be an active contradictor. I'm going to be an active. What's happening there? Yeah. Yeah. This is Red Space, and I am Chase Parrish. Just considering tonight how indoctrination has groomed us within an environment of liars and lies, where public school teachers who were to be set in positions of authority over us in our formative years, speaking to my generation, were in all actuality transmogrified hippies dealing radical leftist ideology surrounding us by their firewalls, shaping what we think and how we believe. You see, I personally have a bit of an unfair advantage. With all humility, I was homeschooled. I was also born in 1985, the same year that Paulo Freire released his Marxist Guide to the United States, Pedagogue of the Oppressed. My generation's academic textbooks, hot off the press novels, and latest motion pictures were things that were not allowed into the Parrish family home. My mom died a decade and a half ago, and I wonder if she saw this forthcoming. When analyzing society from such a perspective as mine, I would submit to you that I have an alternative take that in my estimation would be helpful to be heard as now radicalism has been so baked into our government our corporations our communities our schools our churches and our homes that I want to do two things in this podcast first we have already deconstructed some radicalist structures every notion around us must become fair game for the interrogation as I said before we deconstructed feminism abortion homosexuality Guns, wealth distribution, the silent majority, and other things. And we'll continue with that in the future. Second, we must reconstruct our epistemology or theory or science of knowledge through what I like to call pure rationalism, which is logic, deduction, uh, thinking. The word wisdom actually means to think. While fool means it's inverse, to not think. To correctively, correctively probe, we must turn our vision toward those classical works 
embedded within the times that their ideas had originally been fostered, not just a current bestsellers of them with axes to grind, like CNN. When grasping for the most outrageous notion of all, that we have not heard anything to the contrary in our formative years until now, I thought I would look into one of the groundbreaking movements that we had learned about historicity. The KKK. The Ku Klux Klan. Remember when the KKK dressed up in sheets hanging Africans for trees? I sure do. But those weren't the KKK. As radical leftists dressed up in regalia to storm the Capitol on January 6th, I would know I was there. But I didn't storm the Capitol myself. Those same leftists dressed up in sheets committing violence after KKK rallies. It was not the KKK. In 1926, the Ku Klux Klan in American politics, Arnold Rice set the record straight, quote, any act of terrorism engaged in by Klansmen was vigorously denounced of members hiding behind Klan regalia as the wearing of the hood and robe was forbidden except at formal ceremonies, end quote. After which, in the same year, Alma Wright White wrote Klansmen, Guardians of Liberty, who concurred, quote, The Klan believes in law enforcement, and if a person has committed a crime, the law should take its course, end quote. Current consensus condemns Klansmen as terrorists. As Imperial Wizard Hiram Wesley Evans understood, quote, Ku Kluxism generally is regarded as religiously and racially intolerant. Ignorance of its nature, prejudice, and calumny explain this view. The KKK's driving concern, ladies and gentlemen of America, was of anti-American ideologues and ideologies indoctrinating the United States of our America. Evans inferred about Roman Catholicism, quote, Catholics cannot be Klanmen, while to them the presidency at Washington is subordinate to the priesthood at Rome, end quote. Interesting, huh? What about the Jews? Quote, of the good quality of the Jewish character, I'm well aware, but he is unassimilable. He rejects intermarriage. His religious and social rights and customs are generally segregative, a stranger to the emotion of patriotism, end quote. Pretty interesting, huh? Current conservative nationalists share these same reservations, just a little more generalized. As Rand Paul accused Obama of working with, quote, anti-American globalists, end quote, to, quote, plot against our constitution, end quote. What about NBA basketball player Eris Kanter, if you want something more cultural, who accused Ilan Omar of being on, quote, dictator Erdogan's payroll, working for his interests, but not for the American people, end quote. You see, Rand and Ares, along with the KKK, are patriots. As Ares is even thinking about adding an American name, agreeing that America has, in reality, been one of the most unracist countries in the history of the world, identifying ourselves not according to ethnicity, but through nationality, and providing safe haven to immigrants like Eris. Yet many immigrants, not like Rand or Eris or the KKK, don't know what to do with this transcendent gift of American exceptionalism. 
reverting to their homeland's psychopathologies as they collectively cry racism while the anti-American squad of AOC, Omar, Tlaib, and Presley capitalize on such pain, suggesting that America too was built on its system. Ladies and gentlemen of America, I submit to you that the radical left are the racists. Such indoctrination is why in 1964 the KKK published a pamphlet declaring opposition against, quote, any person, thing, or organization that is un-American. There are many forces entering, bent on entering the United States of America, bent upon its destruction, and this system has little or no attraction for these persons of alien culture, end quote. This was not a racist statement, people. It was a cultural analysis entirely unrelated to ethnicity, like the bold statement from Jesus himself, the Apostle Paul, or even Don Bongino, who asserted, quote, Democrats, we don't want you in Florida. Do not come here, end quote. Dan Bongino was asserting a political philosophy, not an ethnicity. Get it straight. As other countries will remain entirely monoethnic to retain their value base like China, where Han Chinese are 91.6%, or Japan, where Japanese are 98.5%, known, by the way, not only to be friendly with other ethnicities, this is a well-known established fact. Such a notion of China's, China's supremacy, or Japan's Japanese supremacy, was woven into the origins of America's white supremacy. But the radical left, in attempt to destroy America's value base, severed this notion's purity from its root and grafted it into their modern social construct of racism, which was developed in the Frankfurt School by critical theorists. As a clan, I believe that just as God and his sovereignty had carried out Protestant theocracy through Geneva with John Calvin in the 16th century A.D., or Jewish theocracy through Israel with King David in 1000 BC. They believed that God and his sovereignty was carrying out theocracy through Caucasian Americans who happened to have been the founders, therefore the backbone and so the protectors of America's form of civilian government that had fallen upon them not according to voluntary choice or ethnic merit, but through God's sovereign will. In their minds... It was that simple. In 10th century BC, when the Jews had stationed 24,000 priests in Jerusalem and 12,000 priests in Jericho to oversee their social order, according to Jewish writers, so likewise in the 16th century AD, Geneva, the little council and the 200 had likewise kept, quote, an eye upon the life and conduct of the citizens to report notable offenses to one of the ministers and join with them in fraternal admission to the offender and as a last resort, proceed to excommunication, end quote. So as well in the 19th century AD, America, the KKK had, quote, decided that its chief task, get this, America, was a regulation of the morals of the community reporting on the information he had collected on his neighbor's morals. The assembled body then passed judgment on each case, after which it was decided the course of action necessary and proper for the reforming of, not ethnicity, immorality. If the approach failed to bring about an improvement in conduct, the chapter then reported him and his sins to the police, offering to those officials its full moral support. 
End quote. Sounds like John Calvin. Sounds like King David to me. Presently, Christians are called to be that light in the world that the KKK always wanted it to be. Stepping into the way of government and fellow citizens, as Pastor Douglas Wilson quipped, Jesus told us to teach the nation obedience. That means teach communist China obedience, teach Islamic Iran obedience, teach an apostate United States obedience, end quote. I don't know if you follow Ye, formerly known as Kanye West. Candace Owens and him recently wore t-shirts displaying the message, White Lives Matter. It was a joke that packed quite a punch as artists tend to do that truth tellers upgrade character content above skin color yet liars like Black Lives Matter always degrade character content towards skin color you see historically a circle had been drawn around Jews marking them less than human Nazi Germany anybody yet currently a circle is being drawn around white people marking them systemically racist and innately biased modern America, anybody? The litmus test for racism, let's get a little deep here, in any person's statement, is to be framed from within the point of a sentence where ethnicity sits. Let me give you an example. When ethnicity sits in the seat of direct objects, I don't appreciate white people, the direct object, because they are mean, that statement happens not to be racist, just just an indictment on a culture. But, when ethnicity sits in the seat of indirect objects I don't appreciate that person because they are white the indirect object well that statement is racist in Titus 1.12 the Cretans are always liars evil brutes slow bellies Paul wasn't here making a racist statement it was a true statement correlated to the Cretan culture however today Paul would have been condemned by marriage conflict counselors for always hate crime lawyers for brutes and fat shaming prosecutors for slow bellies well if one were to claim an ethnicity always lighter that they were all brutes or that they were entirely slow bellies today they'd certainly make the six o'clock news along with a demanded apology but here paul actually elicits no remorse like when jerry falwell in 1984 called gay friendly metropolitan community churches brute beasts a vile and satanic system that would one day be utterly annihilated and there would be celebration in heaven, end quote. But we have done something, haven't we? In our culture, we've done something with ideas, with notions. We've correlated things that weren't meant to be correlated, associated things that weren't meant to be associated, right? We have correlated truth with hate, good as evil. And evil is good. And when truth is hate, coining homosexual critics is homophobic. Right? Islamic dissenters is Islamophobes. Or feminist iconoclasts, you are must be a misogynist. But Jesus, the Christ, boldly called Gentiles dogs in Matthew 15 26 it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs Paul boldly called Cretans evil beasts in Titus 1 12 look up the Empimenides paradox 
Look it up. Epimenides Paradox. Get back to me on Facebook, wherever. And Adam Smith boldly called ancient Peruvians and Mexicans ignorant in his book, The Wealth of Nations. Quote, the ancient Peruvians and Mexicans were in arts, agriculture, and commerce more ignorant than the Tartars of the Ukraine are at present. End quote. Adam Smith also called the Peruvians and Mexicans incompetent. Quote, the ancient arts of Mexico and Peru have never furnished one single manufacturer to Europe. End quote because of things entirely unrelated to ethnicity, yet solely related to culture. If they would have only solved their internal affairs, the assessor's appreciation would begin to build. The question is, and this is the query that we all should be asking ourselves and each other, will today, as American Christians, as evangelical Protestants, will today we be liars or truth tellers as these men of the past and history were unashamed truth tellers yet currently those like them have been kicked out from the public square canceled as America has shifted its focus from the inner problem of sin toward the inner city of skin crying racism whenever the restraining of force won't allow them to do whatever it would be that they would desire to do Patricia Kohlers was exposed for amassing a 3.2 million lifestyles of the rich and famous real estate portfolio in exchange for her devil's bargain of provoking kids to burn down African-American mom and pop stores so that they couldn't feed their African-American children. Patricia Kohlers deflected with collectivism's race card. Quote, Thank you, NPR, for highlighting the history of racism inside of the housing market as a way to disrupt white supremacy, end quote. As Nick Cannon was exposed for anti-Semitic marks, being fired from Wild and Out by Viacom, he deflected with collectivism's race card, quote, for Viacom to be so deceptive is no surprise. They have been mistreating and robbing our community for years, end quote. As Don Lennon, CNN talk show host was exposed for sexual misbehavior Don Lennon deflected with collectivism's race card quote I am a grown successful black man who a lot of people hate because they're not used to seeing me and people like me in the position I am in and you know what I do not care end quote Douglas Wilson pastor quipped charges of racism are like ketchup they go on everything end quote as African-American hero Candace Owens set race baiters straight, white supremacy, implicit bias, systemic racism, and police brutality wouldn't even make the cut of America's top 100 inner-city problems. Yet clearly would father absence, illiteracy rate, and abortion statistics, end quote. African-American Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson stood up to an African-American civil rights activist about his log rolling, quote, Are you embarrassed as a black American that blacks put programs over character, end quote? You've got to live with the programs. Character is not a priority, said the activist. You see where this is going. People are not concerned with character with behavioral ethics. People are concerned with breaking apart the institutions of society by yielding collectivism's race card, racism. 
Black Lives Matter organized Hawk Newsom shifted the focus to police brutality that in actuality happens to be the rarest way for a black person to die when 93% of blacks are actually shot by other blacks. The Washington Post in 2019 had estimated only 9, 9, not 10, not double digits, 1 under, 9 unarmed black casualties at the hands of, get this, policemen. And more than half of those included policemen being attacked before their defensive shooting. And two of those policemen were criminally charged. How much does that leave? Even with this data, information, and demographics and statistics, Hulk balkanized. What the police in America have shown you is that they are your enemy and they will kill you. We see this way too often when a police officer shoots an unarmed black person. People feel like they're risking death every day. End quote. Listen to those words he uses. Your enemy will kill you. Risking death. Do you not suppose that an educated person like Hawk knows the statistics so why is he doing this what is he trying to create what is he trying to create in you what emotions what impulses what lack of control is he trying to pull out of you so that you'll be in the dark so that you'll be blind so that you'll act on emotions on sensations well, don't stop there. Elected officials like Barack Obama and Maxine Waters, by the way, the last president of the United States, had advocated breaching the public peace, trespassing on public private property, and infringing human rights. While social justice warriors had prepped that the George Floyd matter could have happened to any of us, end quote. As Van Jones stated, even the most liberal well-intentioned white person has a virus inside his or her brain that can be activated in an instant. White people are always innocent and their innocence constitutes their crime. End quote. Evangelical Protestant leading mainstream pastor Tim Keller, you probably listened to his podcast along with mine, added, Quote, if you have white skin, it's worth $1 million over, over a lifetime. You have to say, I don't deserve this. The Bible says you are involved in injustice, even if you didn't actually do it. End quote. Apparently, Tim wasn't reading Ezekiel 18.20, where the Bible counters, quote, The one who sins is the one who will die. The child will not share the guilt of the parent. End quote. You see, guys, Bring it back really quick. Built into this tactic, embedded in this notion is an idea that if anyone questions the oppressed individual's subjective experiences or subjective sensations, that is embedded in language, rooted in social construct, viewed through the analytical lens of critical race theory, derivative of postmodernity, then they are to be promptly canceled and set in the file cabinet under the title Gaslighter. This actual conspiracy, not the conspiracies that they say that we are creating, but the conspiracy of the radical left is implementing, 
has now incited millions of mindless minions of multitudinous skin colors around the globe to discard impulse control, assault the feeble and elderly, annihilate historic statues, and kill more officers in one month than police killed unarmed black people in a decade. BLM founders were tutored under communist dictators like Nicolas Maduro, whose sordid crimes against humanity include, quote, torture, kidnapping, rape, political persecution, enforced disappearances, and, oh yeah, murder of unarmed protesters, end quote. Interesting. Interesting. They have been so- solid supporters of dictatorial regimes such as Cuba's Castro with brutal police states where human rights violations occur daily upon unarmed, non-resistant civilians. Interesting. Very interesting. Yet interestingly enough, in America, they have conversely been inciting pressure for the shutdown of our police forces. Say it one more time. Just, Just one more time. One more time. Interesting. Very interesting. Civil rights leaders have a lineage, a widespread, comprehensive storehouse of run-ins with totalitarian dictators, if you don't know. Malcolm X and Langston Hughes met with Fidel Castro. Or what about when Democratic Senator Bill Perkins stated, we recognize that in the person of Nicolas Maduro, the president of Venezuela, we have an exceptional leader, end quote. Or when Herbert Marcuse Quote, personally tutored Black Panther leader Angela Davis, end quote. I could go on. Its co-founder, Patricia Cullors, affirmed of BLM, we are trained Marxist. We are superversed on ideological theories, end quote. Isn't it interesting how civil rights leaders happen to be friends with totalitarian dictators who annihilate human rights and destroy their own people. Yes, the left's forward-tuffed, aged, faithful conduit of destroying nationalism and exalting globalism has long been the social tool of racism. Ladies and gentlemen of America, we need to attack the enemy. But first, we kind of need to know who the enemy is his identity, his person, his work. Let's go back to Ye for a minute. Most of you have seen the breaking episode on Alex Jones where Ye tells you his exact opinion on the Jews. Whether or not we agree with Kanye West, there are plenty of things I disagree with Kanye West on, but I stand beside his right to say what he believes, even if it's Incorrect, in your or my view. I want you to know, though, Ye is not alone is in, in his opinion of Zionism. Protestant reformer Martin Luther, who we all know so well of the 16th century, wrote a bold-faced book, quote, on the Jews and their lives, end quote. Even America's pastor, Billy Graham, asserted, quote, this stranglehold has got to be broken or the country's going down the drain, end quote, referring to the Jews, Mel Gibson also said, the Jews are, quote, responsible for all the wars in the world, end quote. 
Kanye West had recently stated, quote, the Jewish community, they will take us and milk us till we die, end quote. Are we seeing a pattern here of men who we have respected, yet we ignore their opinion on such a matter in other matters as well, I'm sure? They all retracted and apologized, except for Martin Luther. And it appears, as of current, Ye is not going to back down either. You may wonder why I chose to go this route today. After all my podcasts, why I chose to go the route of the cultural construct of racism. Because the main target are not the Jews. They're not black people. They're not white people. They're not red people. The main target are radical leftist Luciferians. Radical leftist Luciferians. Radical leftist Luciferians. Who shapeshift. Not into Jews. But into Zionists. Not into white people. But into racists. Not into black people. But into racists. My target is not you, black people. My target is not you, Jewish people. My target is not you, white people. My target is radical leftist Luciferians. I'm Chase Parrish, and this is Red Space.